everyone, and welcome to the Tim Shell Podcast, where we cover the creative and sacred process of looking at scripture through modern eyes. I'm your host, Bonnie Lewis, and we are having the absolute most fun. So many of you have written in telling us uh, that this is bringing new life to you. We've gotten great reviews, and we are so thankful. So thank you so much for listening and for diving in. Today's conversation, I think you're really going to enjoy. We are working out of Genesis 2 and 3, which is an in-the-text episode. And in the Tim Shell translation, we actually call it the first exile. So we talk all about myth, and we talk about the importance of starting from a place that we are good, not from a place of shame, uh, plus a ton more other things. So I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. The first exile. Yeah, because I think most people would have looked at that and call this section the fall of man, right? Um, and I, I think we said this last time, but like how how we talk about things really right. defines our relationship with them. Right. So if you talk about it as the fall of man and you read it under this title, that's a very different relationship oh, than is. the first exile. It you is. know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that and those once again, um, those subtitles, those sub chapters, even the verses which contribute mm-hmm. you know, verse numbers, <laughs> those came, you know, they're not even, they're, they're, they're more modern than they are like ancient. They, you know, they're, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not modern, they're probably 1400s, I think something like that. I'm, I'm probably off by a few hundred years, if not a thousand, but you know, they, they, they weren't, they weren't done yesterday, right, <laughs> but they right. definitely weren't done <laughs> even in Jesus' time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and, and so those subtitles, uh, those chapter headings and things, and those, even the numbers, John three sixteen, they mm-hmm. contribute to an interpretation of scripture. Yeah. You know, because Absolutely. We, we parse them out. Same way like when you read a poem, you know, the fact that the next line is on the next line and not a continuous mm-hmm. line, it contributes to, you know, the to the interpretation of the poem and stuff. So I, yeah. all this stuff I think is relevant to what we've done here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Because one of the lessons in Greek I learned when I was I took Greek in um, undergrad, and my professor, it was like just him and I, nobody else signed up, but my <laughs> professor, of course, <laughs> but my professor loved it so much. He was like, I'm still going to teach it, because he just like loved Greek. That's great. Um, so it was great, because I got this one-on-one instruction, and one of the things he pointed out was like, in the Greek, there are so many sentences, like you're saying, that it, the meaning completely changes if we translate it in English and take one word and put it on the next line or put right. it in a new sentence because right. there's not even always punctuation the way we see it. And um, I thought that was fascinating. Well, it is fascinating. And the fact that the texts that we're talking about largely, especially in, in even the Old Testament, were aren't our translations of them. Correct me if I'm wrong here. <laughs> yeah. But they're from the Septuagint which is a Greek translation of yeah, ancient of the Hebrew. Hebrew. So isn't <laughs> yeah. that crazy? So we're not even reading, <laughs> we're not even translating. In, in a lot of cases, I'm sure they are. They've gone back to ancient Hebrew, but there was a tradition of, um, of translating Hebrew into Greek. And that actually mm-hmm. even there's like, there, there's places where things were completely, even meanings were given subtle, but not so subtle, pretty, pretty significant changes in, yeah, and how you read them and how you interpret them and stuff, and, and, and yeah, super even just 
I know, because even I was just reading this week about um, the difference of gen of the like Hebrew is such a gendered language, right. and Greek is a less gendered language. And Greek, you have a neuter, um, like gendered identification, where in Hebrew you don't. And how odd is it that like when we are reading Paul, he's talking in Greek, yeah. and he's talking from a Greek like cultural references and language but then it's like from in seated in this totally jewish background so it's like this weird idea of like all these different languages and cultures and different things coming together but you can't i used to really sit on okay what is the word here 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 and i still take meaning from that but i think as i'm learning more and as i'm researching more that gets harder and harder because it's not so much like what is the word here because you can't do old testament new testament you can't and a lot of times it's a jewish writer but speaking in greek so he's thinking of a jewish definition of a greek word and so it's like it's so different so it's really tough to go well it's you know um you know the word for spirit is always this you know what i mean it's it's gets confusing between the two and like we say, this is a, we're doing, we have done an idiomatic translation. The, mm-hmm. the, the speakers of the time, Paul, you know, or even uh, the writers of the, of the Old Testament, they were speaking in idiom <laughs> of yeah. the time. In fact, well, mm-hmm. you know, Genesis, that's a good way, place for us to even jump into that. Like there's, yeah. there's an idiomatic nature to the written word, you know, the, or like, let's mm-hmm. just say you have to have a cultural understanding, you know, yeah. to, now this is what's fascinating to me. And, uh, not, okay, I'll jump back real quick onto what we were just talking about. But it's just, it's always fascinating to me when you talk about this stuff. Um, when people say, you know, you often hear in our tradition or my specific tradition, oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm um, I'm just reading it the way that it was written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and and I laugh, and not because it's, not not to like belittle so, someone for saying that, that's perfectly fine. But it um, there is no way that it was written. It, 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 and right. and in literature, there there is like there's the way that the words are written, but as soon as they're down, <laughs> it's a completely whole open world. And yeah. and you know that more than just what we were just saying, um, all those different things that were put into the writing of these things, that were put into the the translation of these things, and the decisions that specific editors were making. There's also the fact that I live in California. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, yes, I'm a dude who wants to go um, ride his bike in an hour. You know what I mean? Or, and right. I live in a, I have the, the, the funds to go buy myself some bread for a sandwich later on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those things <laughs> influence, you know, how the words come across to me on the page. They influence how I, I read some of the things that I find morally objectionable, possibly, or mm-hmm. morally awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's different than, than even how I read them when I, when I lived overseas, you know, for a little bit, I, yeah. I, I saw, I had a new lens and I interpret things, but there's, it, it's, it's what I, what I like to do without, you know, I think we both do is just say, you know, the, the Bible, you can read it however you want. You're, you're an American. <laughs> you're free. You're free to do what you want. You know, you're free to do it. Yeah. I just, I just, you know, we hope for, you know, a careful reading. That's, that's all that I, that's yeah. all, you know. One yeah. That, 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 and a, at least an acknowledgement of I'm bringing something to yes. the text. And an acknowledgement yeah. that it's not just straightforward. Here's mm-hmm. here. This is the absolute truth because it's how I personally understand this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So with that, 
like talk to us about Genesis, right? Oh yeah. So let's we, get to let's get into the uh, like what's going on here, right? So yeah. Like, um, and 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 a couple of things. I like the idea that we called it the exile, um, mm-hmm. because there's some subtext happening in 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 this story. And the first thing that I what I love about what you did in particular was you started it in this kind of polytheistic tone and people might not catch that right away because there's no like stark division in the way that in in tim shell um it's just kind of set there we don't have subtitles there we have some subtitles but not not as many as, right. as sometimes the bible gives us or even the uh you know the verses and things like that um and you started it off with um like this kind of here's how the ancient world understood creation Mm-hmm. Uh, right mm-hmm. and it was like okay so you know we're 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 the gods <laughs> you know there's plenty of us there's lots of right. us and we're gonna create um we're sick and tired of this we're, we're mm-hmm. sick and tired of this we're we're always having to like go pick our food our grain you know <laughs> this is so <laughs> yeah. boring this is so dull you know with i'm I, I need somebody to do this for me i'm so much better i'm i'm one of the gods you know so let's mm-hmm. let's create let's do something let's create like a slave race. Yeah, that's incredible. Let's do let's do it. Let's let's create a yeah. slave race. And here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it out of dust. Well, let's use mm-hmm. our blood, you know, let's put that together. Right. So they're kind of like us, but they're more really like dust. They're like of the earth or whatever it is, you know. And and we're gonna use and these people are gonna be awesome because they're gonna feed us, they're gonna kill animals to sacrifice mm-hmm. to us so that we can eat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. Right? That's the subtext. That's what yeah. all it's, I mean, it's a gross over, you know, overstatement in some ways, but this is for help us to get into that mindset. This, the idiom of the day was, this mm-hmm. is how, you know, not the world was created, but how the reasons and how people were created. People came you know, to be. This yeah. is how they came to be. And mm-hmm. in that subtext, Yahweh is different. Mm-hmm. He's right. unique. He says, mm-hmm. I am going to form this man. He is not mm-hmm. going to be my slave. We are going to be creators together. We are going, right. He is going to tend this garden, this creation that, as we have said, is in, has been completely um, incarnated with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, 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 and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and, and the way that I'm going to, bring him into being is I'm going to put my likeness into him. I am going mm. to breathe my breath into him. I am going to divinize him <laughs> you mm. know, in order yeah, to no, animate that's so him. Good. You know I just saying? got goose. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> so you said that. I yeah. Mean, isn't that gorgeous? Mm-hmm. Isn't that and a such beautiful, a dark contrast? Yeah. Beautiful. And I think that's so important because like I, I, I love coming to Genesis and saying, man, there's so many things that are, that are difficult with this for me as a modern person. Um, but mm-hmm. I also, but that's not where I, I definitely don't stop there. And, and, and usually I don't even try to start there. I think I've gotten kind of past some of those difficulties at this yeah. point, but let's, it's good for us to talk about them because they're elephants in the room to me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, they're still there. Yeah. Right, they, they still exist. So anyway, you've got, you've got, um, you've got this. <laughs> and part of this thing is that it, one of those elephants is that this, this creation story. Okay is a second creation story. Right. <laughs> you know, we grew yeah. up, you and I, <laughs> how many times when you were going to Sunday school or even college were you told that there are two different creation stories? Um, never. Right. <laughs> Until, like, maybe seminary, but most of it was, like, on our own. Or it was even a reading. Yeah. Like, he creates the heavens, the yes. earth, just all the stuff, and then man 
and then all of a sudden we're creating man again. Like yes. what's going on here? What's going on here? And here's yeah. the fast and here's, you know, to, not to harp on this, to go back to, well, I just read it the way it was written. I, you know, approach. Right. Well, and like, once again, this is not how I approach the Bible. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's important or to parse it in this particular way, but you know, the creation story is different even in the order of how mm-hmm. things were made in these two, in these two side-by-side stories, you know, yeah. so people yeah. say, Oh, just read it. There's where, show me one place where the Bible contradicts yourself. Well, let's start with the very first chapter. Of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because we have, you know, men, we have, what's the order. Let me see. I think I have, I think I have it written down here. It's like, um, in Genesis one, we have plants, then animals, <laughs> and then together he creates man and women. Right, 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 right. Um, Genesis 2 creates human, a human, then mm-hmm. plants, <laughs> then animals. Yeah. And then later he creates, you know, he separates them out. You know, d- there's there's so many ways you can approach it. We don't need to belabor this. But one thing right, but I it's, did, yeah. we did want to mention about this was that there are a couple different traditions in Genesis yeah. probably coming together, right? Um, yeah, a few. And, and the acknowledgement, too, that um, it's a poem. So there's like right. that's in there, right? right? So like the genre matters. So right. so many times, not only is there two different traditions, this isn't a um, historical account, right. right? Right? Like he did this and she did this, she did this. It's right. this beautiful poem to tell a story. Narrative story, exactly. It's right, a, about a, humanity and Yahweh. Right. Yeah. right, and that's important. That's another subtext, you know, that we're, that we're mm-hmm. talking about. It's a idiom of the time. You know, the Bible right. has all these genres. You... It's one of the ways that you helped pull me into this. You're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna write in the genres of the Bible. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, nobody mm-hmm. talks about that. You know, there's yeah, <laughs> there's poems in the Bible, there's songs in the Bible. And here's mm-hmm. the funny thing. Nobody has a problem when we talk about Jesus using parables, stories, right. stories yes. that are true, beautifully true, but maybe mm-hmm. didn't necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not making any claims here, but they do have a problem when we talk about <laughs> myth, you know, in the Bible. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> so a to, great point, right? Those are two genres in the Bible that the Bible uses. Myth mm-hmm. and parable, both are so vastly important and so yeah. deeply, deeply true. Um, mm-hmm. But they didn't necessarily have to happen. I'm not saying that one way or the other, but, you know, that these are this and this particular story, you know, they're part of the mythic genre. You know, that's just, yeah. and that was a subtext. People all kind of knew that. They knew, oh, these are some, these are very familiar characters to us. In fact, Gilgamesh <laughs> had, a yeah. snake, had a snake in it, you know, one of the first written. Yeah, exactly. You know, had, had a, yeah. had a um, and he was basically tempting them towards death. You know, there was like, okay, yeah. we're, we're familiar. Anyway, yeah. we, can, we can keep going on this, but this, this is, to me, this is all super fascinating kind of subtext to get into. Well, and I think, it's so important. Like you just said, it makes more sense. So some people are going to shy away from that, right? Like they don't like it that there's other ancient Near Eastern texts that mirror it or parallel it. Yes. For me, it opens it up. It makes way more sense yes. um, to say, oh, of course, right? Like this was the idiom of the day. Yes. Of course, like this makes more sense than just this random, like how I was taught growing up, this random creation story just sort of like dropped out of thin air. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. I spent a large portion of my childhood like terrified 
that I was going to like marry my brother because all of mankind <laughs> came from Adam and Eve. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Like there's so many confusing elements, but some of those things <laughs> we can let lie when though, we realize the the background and the genre and the... You're right. And, but even that, like one story of Genesis tells you that you would be in some ways, but the mm-hmm. other creation, but the other story right. doesn't. The other story says, hey, all of humankind was created at once, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in careful yeah. reading. So, you, so you're like, I, you can understand if one's, you know, made more prominent than the other one. And uh, yeah, it's super interesting and in how you, how yeah. we look at these things and try to put them in, into our, into a, it's fine to bring them into a modern context, but if we mistakenly, um, you know, delete the, yeah. the intentions that were there when they were, when they were created, you know, once yeah. to get back to the, to the story, which is why I loved um, that you started off with this idea that um, there are multiple gods in this understanding of the old Testament, you know, yeah. the, 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 the Israelites were polygamists <laughs> as yeah. they first started they didn't start you mean polytheists oh sorry they were both <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually now that you say that yes they were both. <laughs> so yes you are correct they, are poly- they were polytheists you know they there's there was um you know they they they, they lived in this in this world where it, it was obvious and even so even in our scriptures we see that you know god's yeah. always talking to or often talking to other gods and mm-hmm. and the you know lots of things were and even the word "I'm a jealous God," you know, we can. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but that's 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 a context that that we right, that, yeah. that we step into here, and it's and it's mm-hmm. important because you're allowed to take the this Genesis two and bring it into our own context and um, try to give somebody an inspiration on how they should have a good faithful marriage, and that's perfectly fine. That's acceptable. That's not mm-hmm. what we were necessarily doing in right. Tim's show, you know. Yeah, exactly. To us, we're saying that's one of the ways that you turn the jewel. That's mm-hmm. acceptable to do that in that context. What what were we doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let me ask you that, actually. Yeah, no, I, I think exactly what you said. Like, I really want, it was important to me for people to understand the context of it because it's also sets a stage going forward. Like, we'll talk about it, but we see Abraham dealing with it, too. Yeah. Of this, I mean, I think we envision... I mean, for a long time I read, okay, Adam and Eve, they believe in Jesus and they, right? Like they are a modern American Christian family and they weren't, um, or even just, it wasn't written in that way. And so we wanted to draw that out. Um, and in that there is a symbolism here in this poem too, for Israel and just the exile and the relationship with God and his people. But you miss that if everything is taken so very literally, um, but throughout scripture, right. and we see this also in the plagues, so we'll get to it then too. But throughout scripture, there was, there are, for lack of a better phrase, competing worldviews, competing texts that the Bible was written in. Yeah. And it was continuously important for the writers to redefine who Yahweh was, right? Right. And the only way we can really do that is by saying, these gods are like this, right. but Yahweh is like that. And so we wanted to uh, pull that out. And what's so funny is that I had a friend, um, I had a friend that was a backer and uh, he, li- he like texted, or we were, I FaceTimed him the other day and I'm like, Hey, have you read Tim show? Like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, I started, re- I read John one. I loved it. He's like, I'm, I'm just started reading Genesis two, four. He's like, but um, I don't know that that first part is making me like, I don't understand why you brought like other gods into the creation story. Uh And I'm like, did you turn the page and read the 
the next page because the next page says like however this story of humanity is different yes. or whatever and he yeah. was like well no i didn't i got so worked up i didn't fin- <laughs> <laughs> i didn't finish it and i was i laughed he's my good friend so yeah. i like laughed at him of like oh come on like you got it you know better but, but like isn't that the truth of like something hits us the wrong way something rubs us wrong um or different than the way we grew up yeah. and instead of diving in deeper and trying to figure out what does that mean and why is it important and does this give space um we can kind of just go oh i don't want anything to do with it yeah i don't yeah. want to oh that's I don't so wanna... sad and true um yeah <laughs> but that is that's the that's the that's like this one of the one of the core struggles of humanity right you know um mm-hmm. is that yeah. which is different for me and you can you know um, it's evolutionary in some ways. <laughs> Somebody Whoa, looks different. Whoa, there from... it is. <laughs> but there we go. I already went there. Um, yeah. You know, but it's, it's true. If yeah. someone looks different from, from my tribe, the guys who, are, who mm-hmm. I sit and have share mammoth with, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they're a danger to me. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and so for thousands and thousands of years, you know, this is built into in, into a, mm-hmm. a psyche, you know, whether, whether you take that metaphorical or not, <laughs> give right. full permission, you know, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's dangerous. And so mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a emotion that comes up as soon as you hear something different. And I just love what you just said. You said it really quickly, but you said space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. something that I try to do. And it's maybe I definitely I mean, as as willing as I am to think of ideas, I also have to have space in my every day, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I disagree with in my family, <laughs> you know, I disagree yes. with the way that my son's acting right now or whatever, the way my dog's right. is. not that I'm not right at when, when my dog's chewing on things, but you know, <laughs> there's space um, is important when you're talking about mm-hmm. these types of things to say, okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. What's this emotion, you know, and yeah. should I, What's should, coming up? should I give some space to this? And mm-hmm. I think it's so vastly important for humans to, to understand that, that we are different, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there is, there is going to be a different way of coming, approaching this. Um, and yeah. so my first reaction, which is emotional, maybe needs to take a, take a backseat for a minute and mm-hmm. maybe yeah. I should go with empathy or whatever to, to try yeah. to engage in this situation. But anyway. Yeah. Or even just ask, like, um, like you said, what is this emotion yeah. and sit with it for a minute? I mean, I think, um, a danger or a dangerous thing like mindset that I've seen is people saying like, if I read that or if I study this thing, um, it's going to fill in the blank, uh, turn me away from God. It's going to lead me down this other path. I'm going to backslide as like you hear. And I've always um, disagreed with that in terms of like, gosh, I, my life in Jesus and my life with God has been so much richer the yeah. more I understand yeah. about opposing viewpoints. Yeah. And if we are ever approaching anything that's different, like you're saying with this tribal notion of like fear and scarcity, mm. I think that that's something we got to really examine and look at, you know? Yeah. You, and the, it's to me, I, 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 I'm fully with you on that. You get nervous that you're like, well, if I start seeing that this is what God is, then he's limited. But I don't, in some ways that you, you think that because the mystery is gone, but I don't mm-hmm. find that to be true. And um, that, yeah. I'm talking about two different things in some ways, but, um, but it's always the at to me, it's always, there's an Aslan aspect of it in the final mm-hmm. book of the Chronicles of Narnia, where he just, where he consistently tells the, the children, let's go farther up and further in. There's mm-hmm. more to be seen here. 
And I've always found that to be true. You know, there's, there's a farther up and a further in, in this situation. And when we stop at the fear or we stop at the scarcity, like you said, or the, the difference or the way that this, this goes against how I've been raised or what I think I believe, you know, um, then we're missing the farther up and the further in Mm -hmm. this goes beyond all kinds of things, even into like, you know, however we see the world today, you know, that could be political, could be, you know, there's, there's more than just theology in this. There's, there's a aspect of, and I'm a nine, we've talked about our Enneagrams before. So so it's super easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Nine, we see every single um, point. (laughs) We're like, that's a, you're like, that's a really good point that he, that this person's making over here. But uh, let me let me listen to this person, and that's a much better point. Oh no, but this is also a really good point. So, but that's also you know, but to write a book. That's like, so funny because like for a four, I see it, and I have big emotions about each one. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Right, right, yeah. So it's a curse and a blessing for both of us. In it some is ways because you yeah. get to help us get to there with a lot of passion, and I get to temper some of that sometimes and say, you're right. Mm-hmm. But so is this person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm able to live in that paradox. <laughs> yes, <laughs> At exactly. Least partially right. There's some truth to both of these things, even though they're yeah. diametrically opposed <laughs> or seemingly <laughs> so. Or seemingly so. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we did. So I love that. So we did the two, the two stories, the two creation things. That there's, um, there's two things going on here. This is the second <laughs> sort of creation story, and then we pointed out the first exile, and then another. Talking about these numbers, so now we're, we've juxtaposed all these things, including our Enneagram numbers, but something that was important to me that we we also did here was there's two trees. Oh, yes. Right? There's oh, two trees in the garden. That's not so, even more confusing or as difficult for us to, to, get, to grasp. For us to grasp. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we hear it as like, um, he creates man and woman. And we'll get back to woman. Okay, let's get back there in a okay. second. So, but um, I wanted to stick with the, the number theme. He creates <laughs> men and women. And I mean, that, we always make, that's let's just, consider doing a, set, a part two of this particular one. We might have to. Yeah, this is a big, big barrel. Um, and so then they're in the garden. And the story we're told is like, there's a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And he's means. like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, eat from God's like, eat from anything except this tree. And then, of course, Eve eats it, and then the whole all of humanity is taken down. Right. And um, well, that's the that's <laughs> that's I love that. I love that you said that too, because I know that we we are of similar mind of it in this. That's not in the text. <laughs> that's not in Genesis two. No, that's, it's not even there. That's not that idea of this being the fall of humanity, humankind. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't. <laughs> Here I am right. really wishy-washy, but, but but no, I have conf- I have conflicting feelings about that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It, but it's but not if in we're the looking text, at the text, the, text the, the, the result of eating that was that she was cursed and Adam was cursed and a snake was cursed. Not all of mankind. This wasn't the origin of sin. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's not true. I'm not disagreeing with Paul necessarily, but that's not right. In but we're raising too. the question yeah. of where do we get this? Right. Is it in there? Right. Is it okay if it's not? Yes. Can we read it in? Is that fine? Like, right. there's so many different angles. Like, what we want to do is poke holes and just say, hey, if we inspect and turn the gem a bit, yeah. maybe our ideas get bigger. And maybe they right. get more free. Maybe you know there's what I mean? space for a little bit movement in a different mm-hmm. direction, you know, which yeah. is where God always seems to be pushing us, right? In a mm-hmm. little bit different direction, a little bit more uncomfortable, um, yeah. a little bit more, yeah. you know, exciting or 
you know, something to be afraid of at first. Anyways, yes. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's so true. So you see tree of life and how it's really translated in Hebrew is tree of life and then the tree of wisdom. So uh, the tree of life, um, we wrote, it encompassed the heartbeat of all the cosmo. It represented the one spirit to whom all creation and form and function flowed through. So is this like metaphor, this representation of what we talked about in Genesis 1, uh, I mean in John 1, right? Of this right. spirit, this life energy flowing through everything. And then the tree of wisdom and um, how we said the second tree called the tree of wisdom permitted access to Elohim Yahweh's divine wisdom. It too bore flawless pieces of fruit um, and life burst from within its leaves and branches. And so what I think was so interesting about that is wisdom is very different than good and evil. So our modern sensibilities, our modern translations have been taken something that's wisdom and turned it into good and bad, right? Right and wrong, black and white. Right. And um, so even just looking, even naming it different, how we talk about something changes our relationship with it. Even naming it different, even naming it the tree of wisdom shifted the whole thing for me. Right. Because instead of, good and evil i'm like oh she was um she was curious she was eve was saying and we talk about this like this anxiety i had read this i think it was brugerman brugerman that points it out but he's like you have eve and she's basically the mother over all creation and god's given her this task to tend to it and to keep it um keep it fruitful keep it flowing keep it alive keep it well and um in the middle of the garden, there's this tree of wisdom. And so if you were Eve, what would you do? Wouldn't you want to take part in this one thing that you're, that basically would help you do the one thing that you're completely feeling able to do, you know? Like I'm reading that and I'm like, if I would, if someone said to me, listen, all your answers, your wise answers, Things that will, because wisdom always shapes and molds and gives um, health and healing. And so if everything you need to know about motherhood, you could get by eating that tree, but don't eat it. Yeah. Like <laughs> damn straight would I eat that fruit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Like, Absolutely. You're like, I, I, I want to do right by my me, creator. It's, it's less of like, is she going to fall? Is she being tempted? No, this is the nature of humanity. You know, yes. in some ways, this is just mm-hmm. the truth of what it is that we deal with. You know, it's not like yeah. this, it's, and it's not like a predestined thing. It's just, it's like when we were talking about when Christ was saying, this is the, I am, this is, you know, I am, I am the Christ, I am the way, yeah. the truth, and the life. This is the way. Right. This, it's not like there's like this big one moment where one person was going to make it to sit, you know, and to, right. to, 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 to damn all of humanity. It's to me, it's more of this mythic. And like you just said, you know, it's this mythic story of, um, here's how clearly beautifully in some ways humans are going to be, are going to tragically want mm-hmm. to be like God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. How, how yeah. beautifully and tragic that is. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that we struggle with, um, it's that desire to be um, as he is, you know, mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, able to handle everything. 
and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, I agree with, I mean, and I love that the fact that, because when you bring it in the idea, when you bring in the actual word, the mm-hmm. <laughs> literal translation, if you will, <laughs> yeah. and you call it the tree of wisdom, um, like you just said, I didn't understand it before, <laughs> right? but it, but in your context that you wrote it in, and there's, this is not the only context, obviously, we're, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we're willing to say, but it just helps to couch this conversation in a way that goes, oh, these things fall in line now. This makes a lot more yeah. sense as to why this is the human source or why Eve and Adam would, would mm-hmm. go in this direction. And, you know, spoiler alert in some ways, we've talked about this before, but the Tim Shell looks at the, at the Bible in a big genre as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the big yeah. overarching genre is it's a work, of, it's a wisdom literature book. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not yeah. about... It's not a science book. <laughs> and it's not a do this, do that book. It's not, <laughs> it's not instruction manual. Right. What is that? Right. A, law, a law, a specific um, reading of the law or anything. It's not a joke mm-hmm. book. You can find right. some jokes in there. <laughs> you know, it's a book right. of wisdom. And that's why right. you will find in any book of, in those, especially these ancient ones, you know, there's going to, there. it's okay to have some things mm-hmm. that kind of contradict themselves. Yeah. That, this is life, you know. Well, because, and that is wisdom. It's like mm-hmm. this learned, learned art. It's yes. this long journey. Yes. So it's and like, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You keep going. I was interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're good. I was it's, just going to say, oh, go ahead. <laughs> we're not in the same room. You know, so no, we right. are not. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's you're like you're saying, it's a, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. A long, it's a pathway, but it's an infused one <laughs> mm-hmm. in cooperation with that. You know, it's, yes. it's a very present yeah. journey as well. You know, it's like and, a dance. It's a walking uh, yes. together. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. so I think we were like how we said wisdom is a learned art, something one grows into while abiding with me. Mm. So you must not eat from the tree of wisdom, for when you do, you will grow up too quickly. Mm. You will try to make sense of things that are beyond you. You will become a prisoner to your understanding. You will see the many faces of wisdom before you have the chance to journey with them. Mm. And like that changed everything for me because, like we said, God isn't saying this is right, this is wrong, you're in trouble. It's like wisdom is this gift and it was a representation of this is what happens when we dance together. This is what happens when we learn together, when we journey together, when we learn about who the other one is and we see God doing that with his people throughout the rest of the text. And so when it's set up like that, it's we're understanding why Eve is like, no, of course I want I want to learn. I want to know. I want to be wise. I want to, as we all do, right? As we all do. And God's thing is, is like, but you can't, you can't just take the lesson without the journey, right? He's like, you can't just grab the thing at the end of the tunnel without walking through the tunnel. So it says there, then when she eats of it and he and Adam does, the, the Hebrew says that he's grieved. Like, I think we used to hear that, he was angry and he was mad, but it was like this deep grieving. And it's not because she did the wrong thing. Um, but the question I want to raise is, is it because she missed out then on the journey? Right? right. Like, yeah, I was like, I have missed out on the places that um, we could have walked together yeah. and said, you fast forward that. So it'd be like, if my son, like when I go to, when he tells me he comes home from school and he tells me like 
a dirty word that someone at his school taught him or something like that. And it grieves me because I'm like, no, you're only nine. Like you now you know something a 16 year old knows. At least I did when I was 16. Yeah. And we've missed out on some of that journey towards things. Right. And there's nothing actually endemically wrong with a specific curse word. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, help him. and he could have gotten there. He could have understood that with you and then be free to use them someday in a Like when it was way. inappropriate. Yes, exactly. Because we often say, like, I'll say a swear word and he'll go, you just said, you know, the S word. And I'm like, here's the thing. Oh, <laughs> if it's if you use it because you're being lazy, not great. But if you use it because the situation really calls for it, then I'm it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, not yet for you. But when right. you're older, yes, yeah. Would, and there are and rules are OK for 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 children and people, you know, moving. Yeah. There are different stages of life, you know, and there are. Yeah, different stages of life for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like this idea that, like you said, I'm the question I want to raise is, is God upset that she did the wrong thing? Right. Or is God upset that it's like, oh, you tried to grab that wisdom and I didn't get to journey with you. Right. And once again, yeah, right. And and is is this a story of well, why did God if you take this too literal, well then why did God even put the tree in there? Or why mm -hmm. did you know why did he tempt yeah. him in this way? And or didn't he know that this was the direction he was going? But when you look at it bigger, mm -hmm. mythically um, you know, it's the story is less of here's how this happened. And it's more like an Aesop fable. Yeah. Here's a good way for us to understand how this works. You know, right. um, this, let's just, let's just say <laughs> there's a tree here and mm -hmm. it's easy to grab that fruit and it's easy to take that, um, and, and, and get there really quickly. Um, mm -hmm. but God's destiny for us, um, is that you don't take it and just grab something and it becomes there immediately. His mm -hmm. destiny for us is cyclical journey mm -hmm. and movement and, yeah. and wisdom and walking through the presence of every moment. Mm -hmm. And with that, taking the next step, finding the next light. And that's when we get to wisdom, even though we never actually get there. So right. even the fact that there's an idea that there's this fruit, um, you know, that you could do, that's false in and of itself too, because God's always bigger and there's always mm -hmm. more, you know, the God right. that we can speak isn't God. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, so there's just this aspect of it. That's so mythic to me. That's just less of a, well, here's what happened and here's, and here's what it did to humanity, you know, for the rest of time until, you know, um, to me, this, this also still echoes Christ in some ways. It, it's not necessarily exactly it, it's, it's, I can, I can, infuse what I understand of life, death, resurrection cycles mm -hmm. and the blueprint of humanity into this because mm -hmm. those are God wants the, the, the growth of humans more mm -hmm. than that. Let me grab this and here's the answers. And that's just mm -hmm. kind of, it's infused into this story of this creation story. And to me, it's huge. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. It's yeah. biblical. It's, yeah. it's gorgeous. Um, is it a myth? Yes. <laughs> did, you know, mm -hmm. did this happen? Who, who knows? I, I'm not going to say that, but right. it's just a bigger story than, than just saying that, you know, here's what happened and here's what happened to me, or at least the way that we wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and it sets up the framework of the whole scripture, like of the whole thing, right? Like, yes. Of like, yes. My, the desire is always, always to that. wrestle and to journey and to always. go deeper and higher up. It's always this journey 
instead of what we have deduced it to be, which is this is right, this is wrong. You right. follow these rules, you're in, you're out, right? right? It's so if we can if we can sit with that notion of wisdom long enough, yes. Um I think we have a better chance of reading the whole thing just from a different lens. Right. And and there are aspects in the Bible, here's my nine coming out, that allows you to, <laughs> that you can take as, hey, this is a good moral guideline. <laughs> yeah. However, <laughs> that's going to be incredibly interpretive. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's yeah. going to be contextual. And when I say that, I mean, I wouldn't say that, um, you know, not owning a Hebrew slave which was a law at a, at, in the second part of the, of the Old Testament book. At the first part, that was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Law. I wouldn't, for me, that's not a good moral standard. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, there is, I'm not going to hold myself to that. So there are certain things. So, and as much as I think, yes, there are aspects of the Bible that are, yeah, you can follow some of these rules. There are some good mm -hmm. guidelines for you to take. We miss the point if that's what you, if that's what, if that's the only way that we're approaching scripture. To me, yeah. You miss it really drastically. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and it's a both and. So like we translate a tree of wisdom literally inside of a myth. Right. So it's not right. always like it's only right. this, it's only that. I think the art of reading scripture yes. um, is to take it and say, does this serve the text? It does this. What does this do? What's the movement? When I, when I do this, what comes out of that? You know, it's like this it's sort of this art of translating this art of reading it. That's cyclical, like you said, and um, produces wisdom. We have to sit with it long enough. We have yeah. to be able to say, well, sometimes that is okay. And over here, it felt like it was fine, but here it doesn't quite fit. Doesn't quite fit. Um, yeah. And then you got to trust that. And then that's what, mm -hmm. and we, and we, and, and we are being consistent with what we believe what happened in our, our, our story of the creation of man mm -hmm. <laughs> in the incarnation of man, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is the fact that it is good, that there mm -hmm. is a nature, there is a God connection with, uh, with humanity that we can trust. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, we contrast, it's kind of the traditional approach to humanity or our, what our traditions have, ta have taught us, which is mm -hmm. let's start off with humans are bad. They're the worst. <laughs> they skip uh -huh. Genesis one and they skip John one. You know, oftentimes humans are horrible. Right. Um, let's start there. <laughs> yeah, we, you exactly. Did, you know, in Tim show, you, we, mm -hmm. we started with, no, 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 no. That's good. It is good. You know, mm -hmm. and it is divinely, you know, in, inspired and humans mm -hmm. are, have Christ within them, you know, mm -hmm. humans, all humans. Yeah. Not just Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, not just people and in fact like everything in creation and yeah and, yeah, yeah let's go beyond that. <laughs> yeah just say everything has christ within it mm. you know um okay so that just that starting point is mm -hmm. um to, radical to me yeah. you know and, and yeah. it's i mean it's traditional <laughs> it's yeah. very much part of our one part of our tradition but you know the enlightenment changed things and made us and said let's 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 focus first on how how crappy you know, yes, that'll yeah. help us to get to this mental ascent that we need to get to in order to mm -hmm. find to get the entrance into eternal life, you know, or heaven is what is what it's typically translated to. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to have um, a conversation with Kyle, who was the uh, psychologist that worked on the project with us. But what when we talk about like what that does, right? So if we start with humans are terrible, 
mm. and awful and not good. So much so that God had to kill his own son so that he could look at us. But then even right. if he, when we talked all about it, yeah. the sense of shame that yes. we start with. Start. Begin with. Our, begin our relationship yes. with the divine with. Right. Um, that is damaging and yeah. it's untrue and it's um the place and it was I was reading roar again he said the place where you start is the mm-hmm. place where you end up mm-hmm. how, how scary yeah. is that in some ways and 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 one of his points was like in a lot of times the way that we encourage people into the kingdom of heaven is fear yes <laughs> let me yes. get there let me get you there through fear because mm-hmm. here's what's going to happen if you don't Here's what's going to this. This is going to happen to you. It's going to happen to your neighbors. It's going to happen to us. Let's start with fear. Yeah. Um, and then you end up in a place where your relationship, you know, that's you, where you start is where you end. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that there can't be people who are in tune with the spirit who started with that and have that ingrained. Right. In, but I just really believe in what you did, what we did here, which is said, mm-hmm. let's start with the love. Mm-hmm. Let's find yeah. something that's beyond just the the fearing people, the psychological fear or shame. Mm-hmm. Um, like what is brings, the good news? That brings them into the good news, into this dance mm-hmm. that's going yeah. on always, constantly. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's that dance casts out fear. Yeah. Right? You know? Yes. And it, and it brings joy. Um, and so if we're bringing people into something that is defined by fear, <laughs> it's yeah. just so contradictory to me. And, and so yeah. that's why I love approaching us approaching it from this from this starting point um, yeah. and then and then seeing where that takes us basically yeah <laughs> i love it oh that was good even the idea and and real quick since i know that we're that we're going to have a lot more on this and the idea that this is like not just a story of like humans origins yeah but this is israel's origins yes you know what i mean and when they and and um which to me, maybe that's the the closer for us. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> for today is is like we oftentimes say, well, this Genesis too. Well, that's you know um, that was Adam was the first man, Eve was the first woman. That's right. not the context that the ancient Israelites read this in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they read it in the idea, and it's same like I was talking about. This is the this is the story of this. This is how right. it was. This is how Israel came to be, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. how our you know, sitting in this 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 nation that really this is the prequel to where mm-hmm. Israel actually started, which was we started as slaves. Yeah, our real origin is slavery. Yeah. that's where we came from. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you some some back 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 context to this. Right, way, right, way 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 back. You know, God cared about us, and we were yeah. His garden tenders. But let's skip forward. So then we got to slavery, and that's what this is too. It echoes that story yeah. in this is the first. Exile, which well, is and, what we and that is why God is so upset. We started out good yeah. and in a dance and free to do that, yes. and now we're we're slaves. And this is why God is so upset, right? A, like He's so grieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He had such a big thing in in, in mind, and now we are in exile, <laughs> and now the story begins. Yeah, in some ways. <laughs> I love it.